Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. What's up, y'all? This is Ben Kolar. I'm owner of Inkwell Cocktail Bar. I'm here with Ina Esco on Verbally Effective Podcast. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Izzy Moore, soulful singer and conscious hip-hop artist. And I'm here at the Verbally Effective Podcast, hanging out with the one and only my girl, Ina Esco. Greetings, greetings, and welcome to another edition of the Verbally Effective Podcast. I'm your host, your double E, Ina Esco. This is the podcast that intersects art, entertainment, culture, politics with a Memphis flair. So, you know, I'm talking to all the people from Memphis that are doing amazing things in the city and beyond. Before we get into our guest today, I definitely want you guys to subscribe to the podcast on all streaming platforms and that Ina Esco YouTube channel as well. Happy holidays. Let me get that out the way because tis the season going on right now. And I want to welcome my beautiful guest today. She is a singer songwriter and we're going to talk about all of the other amazing things that she does and I think I actually met this beautiful woman um when I was doing an R&B series with Mike <laughs> Mosby I'm talking about Stephanie Doll McCoy hey. what's up lady hey, hey. you remember what we were doing at uh was it at Purple Haze it was at like Purple that? Haze <laughs> yeah yes. I, I don't remember what it I was trying to think of the I name I can't remember the name of what it was Doing, but shout out to Mike Mosby. Thanks. Shout out to Mike Mosby. Being that bridge there. Yes, because I would say I met a lot of the uh, the artists in Memphis through Mike Mosby through that particular series mm-hmm. he was doing. Yeah, yeah. What was the name? We gonna call you back. We, I don't know the name. We, Mike, we gonna but. call you in a minute. I'll text you, shoot you a text. But Stephanie, <laughs> let's get into it. What part yes. of Memphis are you from? I am from North Memphis. North, North Memphis Finest. North, North. Yeah. Okay, like what area of North <laughs> Memphis? Um, like Hollywood, Jackson, over okay. there. Um, I spent a lot of time over there, living there, and in Fraser. Okay. My family stayed on the northern part. And as the neighborhoods changed, they moved out. They moved kind out. Of thing. So, yeah, now I'm in Cordova. Okay. Yeah. Trying to get to downtown. <laughs> Look, trying to get to downtown with all the uh, uh, development yeah. going on, right? All the art stuff. And right. This is where I spend a lot of time anyway. So Doing gigs, right? Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. downtown yeah. Memphis, huh? But we're going to stay on North yeah. Memphis for a minute. Yeah, yeah, Tell me slacks. about the schools that you attended so, in North North. So I did not go to school in North Memphis. Okay. <laughs> My okay. mom was like, no. Okay. Um, she knew early music was what I wanted to do, so she wanted to go ahead and get a start on it then. I was already doing it at church, of course. Um, but if I was going to spend my time in, you know, school, it was something that I wanted to do. So she um, found Ridgeway. So um, I had an aunt. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. Well, it's done now. <laughs> but, yeah, I lived with my aunt. 
You good, girl. Uh-huh. And you so, good. yeah, um, I used her uh, address, and that's how I was able to, uh, I was fortunate enough to go to Ridgeway. They had a really strong uh, choral program. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Dr. Brewer, hey, okay. boo, I love you. He's still one of my good, <laughs> one what? of them teachers you don't forget. Yes. Um, so that's where I went to school. So I didn't go to school in North Memphis, but that's where I lived. Okay. And tell me about your family dynamic. Are you an only child? You got siblings? I am. So my brother, um, my dad's son, so I, I have a brother, but I was raised alone, basically. Okay. So I kind of am my only child and kind of an only child. I got um, you. You was four. Yeah, I'm, okay. not, I'm not gonna lie. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, my dad and mom definitely spoiled me. Yes, yes, yeah, they did. They did. Love y'all. y'all <laughs> okay, so I heard I you say that me. you started in the church. Tell me about mm-hmm. that experience with with your singing and songwriting, kind of beginning in the church. Okay, so my church was in South Memphis. Okay, uh, uh, Greater Mount Moriah on Wellington. Mm-hmm. Um. My grandmother, my mom's mom, was a musician there, singer. She was self-taught. She could read music. She was very talented, smart. Mm. And so I spent a lot of time with her because that's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. And so every, you know, back then, y'all know the church kids know we was we were at church, like, mm-hmm. every Sunday, all day, during the week, too. All if it wasn't day. school, yeah. after school, you're going to church. So I was always with her. always, like I said, she played. So um, she was the director of the the larger choir and sometimes uh would help out with the with us with the smaller kids. So mm-hmm. um we rehearsed during the week. So that's where I got a lot of my I guess training. I call her my first M D because she really was the one who kinda groomed me and taught me certain things. So she saw that gift in you very mm-hmm. early on. She did. You were she leading did. the songs I and did. all that. I did. My first little <laughs> solo was in a play. It was a, in a play at church and I think it was a the skit the part of the skit I had to sing was uh the famous "If you wanna be somebody," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, I like I I can do this." <laughs> <laughs> so you like performing at a young age? I did. I did. Okay. I did. Even at a young age, did you like think, "Okay, I'm gonna sing when I grow up"? I did. Uh, you know, you hear people say that stuff like, but it's it, it's real. Like I feel like mm-hmm. people really do know. Some really do know at a young age. Like this is something that. It's a gift. Like, I like to do it. It's pulling me in at a young age. Like, what is this thing that I have, you know, inside of me? And um, she definitely saw, like I said, everybody did. My dad sings, too. Uh, My Mm. mom, my family can sing, but they don't. Mm. Like, they can, like we talked about earlier, they can hold their part. Yeah. (laughs) They can hold their part. If they really would have, if it was something they would have been interested in focusing on, Mm -hmm. then we probably could have been a little. It's like a family, <laughs> family thing yeah. working. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. tell me what happened after you graduated from Ridgeway. What went on in your world? So while I was there, I met Adagio. I met my sisters. Okay. I sang with them. We've been singing together since 2004. Shout out to Adagio. Yes. Y'all been around for a uh-huh. minute. Yeah. yeah, and we, uh, so right out of right out of high school, we all went to University of Memphis. We decided to stay together. We wanted, we just Talked about branching off and going to different places, but we decided to stay to make the most of what we knew we had together. Um, we started gigging a lot. So even though I was in college, my major was, I was a vocal performance major, which is what it is, what it says. It requires you to perform a lot. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of bumping heads with mm. Adagio stuff. And I was Ooh. like, I had to pick. 
Right. Of course, I picked Adagio because uh, okay. I felt like I was already, not that I don't know everything. I didn't, I absolutely didn't know everything then, but I was already getting what I needed. Mm-hmm. I was already being paid the money. Um, I was going to class sometimes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but I, I decided early, I was like, I told my family, I was like, I love y'all. I know this is something that you guys probably would like for me to do. And I may revisit it later. But right now, I think this is my focus. And they were kind enough to accept. Support. Yeah, and support yeah. me. So you so you left U of M? Mm-hmm. Uh, I left University of Memphis. I didn't finish. I think I was in like my sophomore okay. uh, semester and. I tried. I actually tried to go back to college. Me and Brittany went to Lamar Noir for a while. Okay, so, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. I went to Lamar Noir. I went to Paul Mitchell. Went to hair school. I, I have a lot of gifts. You tried. You tried a I few tried. things. Yeah, I did because I I knew what I was solely interested in, which is what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. But those are things that I was really good at as well. And I just tried, you know, just to see. Uh, I think it's important to have that space at that at that age, especially to just yeah. Try and see. figure out what you want to do. Yeah, what you I didn't want to, um, and there's nothing wrong with it. Like my dad is very, um, but also this is different different generation. But my dad is mm-hmm. we're opposite in that way. He went to trade school. That's what he wanted to do, and he's very good at what he does. I admire his skill, but he, he didn't go to college. He went to trade and he did his thing, mm-hmm. um, and that's just what he does. Yeah, I just have so many other <laughs> things I want to tap. Other into. endeavors. Okay. So yeah. So when you broke away uh, from U of M, you told me you you tried a few different things. When did you really just knew, hey, this is going to be my profession? Um, You know, you started getting booked for gigs. At what point in your life did it really start changing? Um, I want to say around around that same time when I when I was in college. Really, that that was the decision. That was the decision. Like I knew, oh, I can make this amount of money, and that was then. You know. I can make this amount of money for this amount of time and not saying that it's all about the money, but I also enjoy doing this too. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this is something that I should probably really focus on and see where I can, you know, how I can make the most out of making it a career. I know that I can do it as a career. Like it's being, it's tangible. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Like now, were you writing back then too? I was, I was trying to, <laughs> I, I had to grow. You know, yeah. and I'm still growing, but um, I was writing back then. Adagio has a whole, we had a whole album that's not even out mm. of stuff that we wrote back then, but as we listen to it now, um, it's still really relevant. So we're going to probably, so yeah, some of those things we were writing back then, I was writing back then. Um, and just like a lot of other people, it takes, you may write something in 2000, the year 2000, it might not come out till. I hear that a lot. 23, and it's really still good and relevant stuff, so I was right back then. You know what, Stephanie? One of my favorite podcasts right now is the R&B Money Podcast with Tank and Jay Valentine. I need to go listen. You need to go listen because, you know, they're trying to keep R&B music and the business of it alive, and, and they bring on guests that you know, that have contributed so much to the R&B industry. And when you sit there and listen to their stories, even like we're talking about songwriting, um, the amount of time and hours and just sweat equity they put into their craft. Like these people are in the studio all the time, and we may only hear two seconds seconds of it. Two minutes. It took three hours and 
Yeah. 30 years to write this. Has that been your life? Like, <laughs> can you relate to that? Yeah, yeah, I can. Um, with the things that I, the things that I am a part of or that I, like, I'm, I'm on a lot of features. I haven't released anything on my own yet because of, of that. But um, when I was living uh, in L.A. and even here, especially in L.A., though, because that's what I went to do, we would be there literally to the morning time sometimes, you know. Sometimes you don't even use some of the stuff that you, mm. you know. Um, but you got to put it down. Yeah, you studio. put it down. You get the ideas out. It's like a trial and error kind of thing mm-hmm. with art. You just have to do it. It's a, you know, you have to be vulnerable. and mm-hmm. That can be hard um, to want to share and find out how to share, how you want to share things that have happened to you, like, mm-hmm. that are relatable. So I always yeah. wonder, like, the process of writing a song. Is it like? You digging deep into yourself to like, like I'm writing a story, but it's gonna come with a melody. Like, how does that work? It's different. It's it can happen to any. It's I have songs where I literally sat down and wrote a just maybe a journal and took the lyrics from a journal or wrote something intentionally. Like mm-hmm. somebody gave me a subject. This is what we're gonna write from. Or you could be riding down the street. Mm-hmm. Something to come to you, something fun, mm-hmm. something that has nothing to do with anything, you know, like yeah, some crazy, random stuff, random things you see on the street. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's just a now the process of recording, Nick. You know, that's of course, well, no, that can be different too. Mm-hmm. I think it just varies, and I think that's the the beautiful thing about different songs, like the story behind the songs, not just lyrically, yes. but like you said, how they're created. Like, what were you, what were you thinking about? And it's one of the main things. Some of my favorite songs and favorite artists. I'm like, I just want to ask them, what were you doing exactly when you thought about this? Or yeah. producers, like I love. Uh, uh, that's one of the things I'm trying to get into. Too, I don't want to. Not trying to take about the job, but <laughs> <laughs> girl, try it. Out. I just like you know, I have things I want to get out as well. I would mm-hmm. also. Some of them we'll probably keep it. I'll take them to somebody to make them better. But um, just the thought process of what people are dealing with and going through when they think of certain things. Yes. It's cool to just think of, like, to ask them and hear it. It makes the song, once you find out, it makes the song more uh, relatable or you love the song Mm -hmm. more. It's like, oh. Right. I'm imagining this, you know. Look, you better tap into that producer side. I'm going to. Because I don't I hear about a lot of women producers it's a in lot. the industry. I mean, um, one oh, of you them, probably know more. I'm sure you know way more than I do. Um, one of them. Um, do you know the Jackson? Jackson Ave? Jackson Ave? I've heard of the Jackson Ave. They're a, a talented group of sisters here, but I know they do a lot of uh, producing and instrumentation as well. Mm. Um, and they're really good at it. Uh, just some some people from home. It's some it's some people here that some women here that do it. Have you worked with them before? Um, yeah, we've worked together. We don't have anything recorded, but those mm-hmm. are like Adagios. That's like our little sister. So okay, yeah, we we haven't. We need to work on it, y'all. Hello, hello, Jackson. <laughs> Ave. We need a little collab or something. Now you mentioned yeah. L.A. When you moved to L.A., mm-hmm. what was the spark to move to L.A. and try your hand at music in L.A.? Like I say, I've now I wanted to do it for a long time, so. I knew that, uh, well, New Genesis, I don't know if y'all remember New Genesis from back in, like, what year? The early 2000s. Mm-hmm. They would sing, not sing, well, yeah, sing, play. It was a band. They would perform at Isaac Hayes all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we all went to, well, not all of us, most of us went to Ridgeway together and, we, you know, grew in music. But they moved out there. They were the first group of friends that I know to move out there and try their hand in it. 
Um, and when they did it, it was just so inspirational, and I always wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. So in 2011, uh, at the time, I was just kind of dealing with some things. Uh, Adagio was still doing things, but like with four different women at that time, life was changing. Mm-hmm. Some of the some of us are married; we have kids, and I knew that uh, some of us wanted to stay to stay and finish school. And I just knew that okay, if I'm going to do this, maybe this is the time for me to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't have any kids right now, and I'm not married. Um, y'all, we we actually went to go visit together. Mm-hmm. To see if we wanted to move, and we did. But I was like, "Y'all want to go right now?" <laughs> look, look, I'm ready. I mean, I came home for a while and worked. Um, and like I said, for some other personal reasons, I needed to escape. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "This is the perfect time." So I hit up my girl Elena, who uh, is doing extremely well right now. Um, she's in a group called God mm-hmm. and G A W D, and um, okay, they're doing amazing. But she, she and I were on the phone. We were talking about dreams and stuff. I was like, "Friend." I finna buy a plane ticket. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay. So we, we we planned a date. We bought our plane tickets. We talked to, of course, the people that we already knew that were there mm-hmm. to make sure that they would be able to keep us, you know, mm-hmm. sheltered <laughs> and stuff like that. And we went ahead and we just, we left. Okay. And we went. How did L.A. embrace you, honey? Because let's just talk <laughs> about the cost of living, first of all, from Memphis to L.A. Too much. Ooh. <laughs> it's too much. That was a big adjustment. It's a big adjustment. Um, and I was crazy enough. I I don't think I've ever said this publicly, but at the time, like I was really, really desperate. But I knew I had work there musically, and I also knew I had a, a job there waiting for me. Oh, well, then that I didn't go. Things. It did, but it didn't. I'm gonna tell you why. But let me say this: I went out there. I didn't even have. Don't do this, y'all. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even have five hundred dollars. Okay. My name. That's crazy to move to LA with four hundred and something. Hey, <laughs> but I did it, and you know I was fine. It's of course, possible. Thank my family, of course, just like anybody who goes out there with that. Um, mm-hmm. um, your family and them they support you as well until things you, you pick up. So thank thank them for that. But what was your living situation when you first got when there? when I first got there? I stayed. I lived in in Hollywood with a friend. In my, Hollywood, right? That like I'm close to the strip. So okay. that was. Kind of irritating a little bit. Was it? Why? It's, I mean, it's, it's kind of like living on Bill Street. Oh, yeah. Who wants to live on Bill Street? Like, mm. to live there, you know, the the I did what I had to do. So, it was cool. I was with one of our friends, um, Valencia. Uh, she had a studio, so we, I stayed with her for a while. And then um, my friend, um, you probably know, y'all know Charles Streeter. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a house out in East L.A., um, he was fortunate enough to have some friends who let him rent a house. And, okay. to, you know, houses out there are expensive. But he hey, was hurry. very blessed to 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 find this in a friend. Mm-hmm. And I was able to move in with him um, and, his, and his family for a while. Um, and then that turned into like a musician's house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so it was definitely, the. Um, and I don't mean this in a, I hope I don't offend anyone if anybody hears this. Um, a Mexican lifestyle, okay, <laughs> Hispanic okay. lifestyle. Well, we was piled up in that house, okay. But we all had the same goal. We had the same thing. Yeah. That and you had to do what you had, you had to do. do. What you had to do. I was working, like I said, mm-hmm. but where were you working? I worked in Pasadena, Pasadena. But <laughs> 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 I say that because we were living in East LA. So that's, East, a, that's a big, d- yes, drive, long drive. Yes, okay. I, it it took me. 
two buses every day, maybe a train, or two buses and a train every day right. to and from work. Okay. So I was making money to pay my bills, but I was also not able to do what I came to do because by the time I get home, my people, they gone. Mm. By the time I get home, they're already at the gigs. Oh, okay. And I'm guess what? I just got off work, so I'm already expensive. I don't want to take a bus by myself mm-hmm. an hour and a half into the city. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it was just a lot. So that happened kind of towards the end part. I wasn't immediate. I didn't start working at. Uh, I was working at FedEx office in Pasadena. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't start there. They came through a friend that was there as well. But mm-hmm. uh, before then, we were just at home making music. Okay. You no. Know? So, yeah. Well, what is the biggest was, lesson you learned from living in LA? In LA? The biggest one, um, I think we have to be just to to prepare, uh, prepare better and also not just prepare better financially, but prepare better, period. Like mm-hmm. uh, financially, spiritually, emotionally, um, and to just... I learned a lot about myself, what I what I will tolerate, what I won't tolerate. You know, um, it helped me see what's out there as well. Like, mm-hmm. I got to work with um, with my friends as well, see them working and work with other with people that I looked up to. And so I got those experiences, and so I learned things from them too. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if I ever decide to go back or if I move anywhere, mm-hmm. I'll, be, I'll be prepared, more prepared as a person. Would you move back to L.A.? Under the right circumstances, yeah, yeah, I would. Now I you work with some heavy hitters. I saw you was working with Raphael Sadiq. I did. That's major. I couldn't. I still can't believe uh, that. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, the my friend Elena now that moved out there, um, also paired with my friend Dottie. I'm sure y'all know mm-hmm. Dottie. Dottie, yes, my girl, and we we all formed a. We didn't mean to form a group. We just kind of were doing things online, and it kind of some of those things went viral. He was able to see them, mm-hmm. and so he reached out to us, and that's how we got wow. to um, to work with him and become cool with him. And nice collab. I know. I know. There's some of the things, like I say, you in the studio for long periods of time, and some things just don't. Some stuff don't even come out. I don't care that it didn't even come out. I was there. Okay, with <laughs> I was there, and I had that. Um, <laughs> That, that to hold on to and also just to he's very kind like we're cool so we still I'm, I'm still able to you know say hello and yeah. you know have that if I go out there and, you know it seems like in LA too you're uh very uh I guess in the vicinity of so many people musically Listen, I'm standing in one day I think we were we were at this place called Libertine mm-hmm. I was just standing there and just Having a drink and I'm turning to my left and I'm like, is this Drake? Okay. See, that's where they hang out. Yeah, I'm like that West Coast life. And I'm like, Stephanie, do not, because I'm a Drake fan. Let me call his daddy and Memphis. I'm a Drake fan, so I was like, don't (laughs) just act like you're supposed to be here. Don't do that. Don't be ghetto. You know what? I I hear that it's also like a strong Memphis connect in LA too. Mm -hmm. And like, um, I I, I've had a few guests that have gone to LA to try, you know, um, their different uh, expertise Mm -hmm. and whatever industry they're in. And it's a strong Memphis community there. It really is. Um, I think at the time we were there, musician wise, I would count sometimes. It was at at least maybe. 15 to 20 of us mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, and like I said, Charles had the house, so we were always gathering. 
Yeah. Give you a sense of community. Always, yeah. It was home, away from home. Yeah. I was the cook, so I'm always cooking. You the cook? Yes, I love to cook. What's Stephanie out here cooking? Yes, I'm cooking. Wait a minute. Let me find out. Okay. I love it. This is one of my other loves. And uh, Charles would grill. Derek would uh, grill. I would handle most of the other stuff. And we would have these huge cookouts um, from not just people that were from Memphis, but people loved. If you say you're from Memphis, Mm -hmm. people gravitate to It's not weird. I'm not saying it in a bad way. It's if you don't really realize what you have at home mm-hmm. and you people, other people are seeing it, it was just like taking us like, huh? Like you are that excited that I'm from Memphis. Yes, you know? indeed. So it made me realize what we have yeah. for sure. Yeah, we got definitely. Here. Wow. Okay, we're going to see if you uh, trek back to L.A. <laughs> we're uh, in the girl. future. Somebody call me. I might go back. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, I know at one point that you've even um, worked on a cruise ship. With Holland American Cruise mm-hmm. Lines. How was yeah. that experience? Amazing. I miss it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, living on the water, basically. And I can't I swim. So I was just really risking you it all. You can't swim? No, I cannot. Do you like to be in that I atmosphere? Love, yes. I love I love water, so I do plan to learn because I do want to get a little bit more cozy with it because mm-hmm. it's beautiful. But uh, that was amazing, an amazing experience. That's really what kind of... Um, pushed me to do more on my own because I uh, I wanted to grow vocally. I wanted to grow just period. And I knew that that was going to push me because it was, I was doing some stuff, some stuff that I would normally do, like songs mm-hmm. that I wouldn't normally try to even tackle. I was pushing myself. And I, I went out, my first contract, I went with Stephanie Bolton. So she was okay. actually helping me. As well, so shout out Stephanie Bolton. Yes. Hey yeah. Stephanie. So she she um you know pushed me as well mm-hmm. to make sure I got. What, what I did needed. your schedule look like on a um, cruise ship? Because like I've been on cruises mm-hmm. before, and those folks are working. Yeah, Holland and BB King. So they work for the BB King Blues Club. Basically, they hooked up their contract, and it was it was lovely because mm-hmm. compared to some of the other, like you said, entertainers and even just people that work on the ship. Um, their schedules uh, consist of them doing things for the ship throughout the day. Like you're working for the for Holland as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, BB negotiated a lovely contract. Mm-hmm. So um, we performed six. It was a lot of performing though. Six nights a week, three shows. Six nights a week, we got one night off. So right. um, sound like you had some downtime to do your thing. Too. Yeah, and that's, that's what I said during the day. I mean. Do what you want to do, but uh, for me, my first contract, I was uh, I was in Australia, and I kind of, like I said, I went out quick. I got kind of got thrown out there, mm-hmm. and the pressure was under my on my tail. So I was like, I gotta learn this music. It's a lot of music to learn. Mm-hmm. So for the first, I think month month of the contract, I saw that the itinerary was was revisiting the same place. So I just kind of didn't go off the ship. I would go sit on the bow or on the, you know, um, balcony somewhere. And unless I needed to get off, I didn't get off. I just learned the music so that I yeah. wouldn't have to go home because I wasn't going to You was home. about that business. <laughs> so let me learn this music, go honey. <laughs> no, I'm all the way out here. And no, I wasn't going home. So oh, Wow. Let's fast forward to today for Doll McCoy. Um, 
just last weekend, I saw you perform at Crosstown Concourse. Yes. And I've seen you perform at a lot of places that I've even were getting yeah. at, like hosting. Mm-hmm. You've been performing. And one of the things that I noticed is you're always the only woman. <laughs> you you are the star. Yeah. And, um, and, and behind you, you got your band full of men. How is it yeah. being the only woman in a lot of these spaces? It's It's good. And it has its perks and it has its, you know, downfalls. Um, especially like going back to the ship, I was the only girl going out with all these guys. So or being away from home, being far away from home, away from feminine energy anyway. Mm-hmm. The, the one, especially the ones that you know and love, you know, you miss that. But you met. I also met some really good guys who became brothers to me and who looked out for me. And since I don't really have, I'm my only child. You know, my mm-hmm. uh, other brother. We weren't really around one another. It was cool to establish those friendships with them and to to be looked after, you know, as like a little so like a little sister. Of you. Yeah, some of them, some of them don't care about you at all, and they what? go. <laughs> what? But I mean, we're working, we're working. <laughs> so I don't expect them to, you know. But yeah. being the only woman is is okay. It can be intimidating sometimes because sometimes they, you're a woman, so they feel like they know things more than you do, and they might. But I still, I can still say what I want. Okay. <laughs> want to say I can y'all, still y'all my, gonna listen. Yeah, I can still say you know, <laughs> listen to me. Yes. You know, so, so how are things now for you, Stephanie? Uh, in twenty twenty two, I know we've gone through a pandemic. I know that changed a mm-hmm. lot in your life. Mm-hmm. But as of today, um, what are you focused on right now? Is a solo career? Are you still doing business with Adagio? Like, where are you today, Miss Independent? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I have. I'm definitely still doing Adagio. Um, we're still um, gracefully and slowly uh, putting out some songs. Um, important songs we're just we're doing some things that are real our whole focus is um sisterhood and just mm-hmm. um unity and heritage and that kind of thing so we, we're focusing on those things so that uh, along with yeah my own things well uh i do a show every well the third one is coming up called doll's playlist mm-hmm. um, i have a playlist on Spotify and Apple, where it's just stuff that people have asked me to sing or that I want to sing that I wasn't necessarily able to sing in some of the places that around the city they don't they wouldn't be too receptive of right of that type of you got to know your audience yeah, you got to know your audience everybody <laughs> want to hear before I let go and it's cool I like to they love that song too mm-hmm. I like to sing it but uh, it's so many great songs and just original things as well that you that may not come come across as as well mm-hmm. as before I let go in the club so. That's one show that I that I do. Um, uh, also, I'm working on releasing some new music, some some okay. of my own, some of my own. Are you Just writing it chick. too? I am, I am. Okay. But I'm also like I have friends that are amazing writers, Adagio. Yeah. Um, some of my other friends. Uh, I'm trying to think who have I been collabing with. Um, I have my friend Sierra. She's a writer. Uh, people that aren't necessarily in the business, mm-hmm. but they are really they can write. They okay. have good stories and stuff to tell. So it's probably a lot of people like a lot. that. And, it's, yeah. and that's the thing I had to find um, is other people. You don't have to stick in the same circle. Find your people. And your people, or at least open yourself up enough to let those people find you as well. Yeah. So y'all can connect. Because yeah. sometimes the same old stuff will right. hinder you. Right. <laughs> and when you say that, uh, you know, just going to events in Memphis, listening to talent, Mm-hmm. It's a lot of our our talent. They do a lot of covers mm-hmm. in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Is that by design, or do our 
does our talent want to give their original music? They do. But they're worried about the audience. They do. I think certain, like you said, you have to know your audience. So creating your uh, platform for you to do so is cool. I think when you go to the club, that's just what that is. Yeah. When you go to the club, most of the time, the DJs are not going to spin something new unless it's, you know. Known. It's known or unless it's their friend paid them $1,000 to put their, you know. I'm just saying, it's like people that. will do that. Okay. They'll slip them money to play their songs, and it's cool. I think that's, I mean, you see that in the movies, too. Mm-hmm. They do that, but I think that's just their place. When people get off work and stuff, um, they want to go to the club, they want to have a drink, they want to hear their favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have your places, like, like or you create your platforms, like I'm doing with Doll's Playlist, so you, you have shows, your own separate shows, so you can present yourself in another way from the people that you meet. At these places, like you, you're building your community by you know doing those things, and true. So it it works hand in hand. But you do have artists like uh, I I use him for an example. Another time, Courtney Little mm-hmm. has a song, has several songs that are relatable, and Cougar he can Hunter, you can huh? you can play Cougar Hunter in Love. Okay, you know, but <laughs> you know you probably can't do one of my songs in Love. They're gonna be like, ah, oh, mm. pretty. Can we? Where y'all got it? You know, yeah. <laughs> or ways before it's I let the go. audience. It's the audience, and I know I, I had to. I had to learn to that that was okay too. Like, okay, like yeah. just stated. <laughs> now you know what? When I saw you last Saturday, um, you sang. I want to say you kind of uh, flipped Erica Badu somewhat. Yeah, like girl. I like that mashup you did. Thank I was like, you. yes. Thank you. I said if I was going to start doing covers, I want to do more of that. Mm-hmm. At least just let me do be myself in the cover, like with Black Cream. They they are known for their their flip their their take on yes on like sitting on the dock of the bay or my favorite by them is remember the time by Michael Jackson I requested like I I want to hear that one you know yes. so maneuvering transitioning from just doing the covers as is in, in club in the club and doing what they want to hear into really more the art side of things is where I am at now that's what I'm focusing on. Um, and actually not even doing a lot of that anymore. I, I just posted on status um, a couple of days ago that I'm not going to be in some of those same places. So mm. just to tell people, you know, if you don't see me posting the schedule, it's not because I'm not singing. I've been doing a lot of private stuff. I'm doing a lot of recording. Mm-hmm. And the shows that I do have coming up, I got, I'll let you guys know where I'll be, but it's not going to be every catch me here every weekend. I'm just wow. out of that phase right now and I'm glad I applaud I you for be. that because <laughs> most you. people are in that Thank phase you. and they don't know how to get out that yeah. phase and there's nothing wrong with it I love them shout out to them because it takes a lot to do that mm-hmm. I'm not doing it anymore I'm good I I had to literally was on stage at one point and at a gig and I was like I'm ready to go mm-hmm. and I said told myself that's not I don't even want that to come out come off so let me sit down yeah. Let me figure out a new route because I don't ever want it to be that I'm on stage. It's important to me what I give off to people, and I don't mm-hmm. want to ever give off a bad energy and people coming to have good energy. Yes. So let yes. me sit down. Sure. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Now, repeat after me, yes. Don McCoy. Mm-hmm. Amen. Say mine. Amen. Say mine. This is a moment of transparency between you and I. Uh And for a main stay main segment, I want you to tell (laughs) us a time that, you know, you you were gigging and you had a very interesting night like like no other. Because I already know 
you know, on these gigs, even from either a business standpoint, um, maybe a collaboration standpoint with your team, things just don't go always as planned. Mm-mm, not at all. <laughs> let me, let me, and you don't have to name think. any names. It's it's all on you. No, nah, I'm, t- I'm just playing. Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, say mine. Say mine. Say mine. So I was at a club. I'm trying to. This is one, I guess. It was interesting. It didn't ruin the night, but this is kind of one of the turning points for me when I was like, I'm not going to do this. Mm. Um, this particular club, that I was there a lot. I actually talked to the to the owner. We, we had a conversation about it. So it's not, you know, I'm not repeating anything. They don't know. But like I said, I'm... I know who I am as a as a person as an artist. I I do a lot of uh, mid tempo. I'll put in some. I like to groove. Like I'm I'm chill. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put in some upbeat stuff. But if you call me, then that's because you call me because you know that's what I what I offer. Mm-hmm. So this particular night, the sound guy kept asking the owners, "Was I gonna do something up tempo?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Who asked me?" First of all, but also if you're going to be checking our set list, call the people that you want to call. And I, so I pulled him to the side. I said, the sound hey, guy. He's not even paying me. <laughs> okay. okay. So I, I said, I said, y'all, I'm a little offended a little bit because this is the second time that y'all have done this to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I literally told him, I looked him in the face. I said, I'm not Angie Holmes. I'm not Courtney Little. I'm not Carmen Hicks. Mm-hmm. I just started rolling off the people that they want. I'm not more them. Up, up tempo. I'm type. not them. And and if you want that, that's who you need to call. He said, no, I know who I called. I know what I wanted, you know. But I haven't been back there. Mm. So, and it's fine. I don't care to be because, like I said, I love them. I love their establishment. And we'll still go support. But I want to go where, where I know I'm not just tolerated. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all, it's... Was nobody else free that night, or what? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. don't do that to me, especially in the in the midst of the everything is going well. If, if that's just your preference, I mean, I'm, I didn't let it knock me off my feet. I had a good rest of the night, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, bruh, uh, stop. stop <laughs> and it's probably it. a sound guy you probably worked with before. No, uh, oh, no, okay. only at that place, literally, only at that okay. place. And it's and it's fine if you if. If you want to make a request, then make a request. We know how to do that. You know how to make a request because you can just do that. <laughs> Damn, but that like, changed the trajectory. Why do we have though? to do this? Huh? That changed the trajectory it does. for you. Though. Just make a make a request, and I don't and I don't know. You just that was that was one instance. Like I mind, I mind. Really, I'm we like, doing bro, this tonight? Like, <laughs> why? But was jamming. That was was confusing right. on the front row jamming though. So I just <laughs> like okay, I know what I'm gonna do. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. But that's the most interesting that I can think. I've, I haven't really had any bad experiences with with people um, mm-hmm. in the clubs and stuff like that. Of the things that I have had happen only happened once with somebody. That I didn't want to pay me, but we fixed that. Oh yeah, I fixed it. Was it hard to fix? Oh uh, no, it, just, it was hard for me. I don't like being mean. I don't like being a bad person. I don't have a manager. So so to say, right now, mm-hmm. I have people that or a person. That I'm working with, that you know, we're going in that direction. But I don't want to be the bad person. I don't like to do that because don't, it don't be nice. I don't be, if they didn't pay, it sound like they the bad person. <laughs> but I'm, yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. Now you have to pay me for my time. <laughs> that's and talent. true. That's true. 
I just didn't like to, you know, necessarily have to. I, I'm just sweet. I understand. I'm just sweet I've been through that before too. I don't have. I don't want to have to ask you for my. Why I got to after do that? your services have why already been rendered? That? Why and we already talked about what the pay was? You know. Why are we talking about this? You know. Like, why is that a problem? So, but <laughs> I, I don't. I haven't had any horrible like. That's good. Yet. Now, if I if I think of something, I'll call you back. No, I'll call you like, back. Ain't put this You're in. not. We're not. I'm you know, playing. we're not gonna speak that into existence. You're no, gonna yeah. have nothing but lovely. Yeah. You know, situations going forward. Mm-hmm. You're working on the new album, yes, the new God. music. Yes, yes. And what, what can we expect that? I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> you know how creative you have to. Soon, yeah. I know I'm going to do some singles first. So y'all will hear some singles and stuff from me first. Probably the the version of uh, the Erica Badu song that you heard. I'm going to release that. Can you give just us a little kinda, right now? Just a kind, <laughs> just a little. You know, shout out to Tyranny. <laughs> Tyranny over here with Spotlight Productions. She can't wait for you to drop a note. I don't know what I want to say. Uh, see, I love your voice, doll, because it's different. Thank um, you. you know, you don't sound like anyone else I've heard. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. I have to accept that too. Um, any requests, Tyranny, or you know, a little Badu. Oh, okay. What, what Tyranny? What you want to hear? What you want to hear? <laughs> oh, I love okay. this song. It's one of my favorites. Okay. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> want me to do back up? Yes, please. Ah, outside. Outside. Okay, I'm outside. I'm outside. Okay, I'm doing a little. Um, <laughs> turn down the lights. Turn down the bed. Turn down these voices. Inside my head, lay down with me, tell me no lies, just hold me close, don't patronize, don't patronize me, no. Cause I can't make you love me if you don't know. You can't make your heart feel something it won't. Here in the dark, in these final hours, I will lay down my heart. And I will feel the power if you won't. No, if you won't, I can't make you love mm. me. Okay, it's not. Terry, how you like that? <laughs> thank you. That thank was you. absolutely beautiful. Thank Look, you. you got Fabian coming up the it's steps. You got to walk me back down the steps. <laughs> <laughs> How do you take care Thank of your your God given instrument and gift? Um, I make sure, of course, when this weather gets tricky, mm. I wear big coats. Big coats. <laughs> 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 Baby, and that was for you. No, I also I use steam. Um, a lot of people uh, think like tea tea works, but mm. not your vocal cords aren't actually able to get moisture because mm. it's the little flap that closes. So steaming helps to get them. That's uh, true. Moist, so I steam a lot, mm-hmm. um, and I try not to yell. 
Unless I'm really get married, and I get girl <laughs> has some kids. See, I just I try not to yell, <laughs> and yeah, but I just okay. try to stay healthy internally. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, watching what I my intake on certain things like alcohol and stuff. I mean, I still drink, but mm-hmm. you know, I got you. I got you. From the flow up, yeah. No toes up from the flows mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Stephanie Doll McCoy, I have enjoyed you today ah, you. on the Verbally you. Effective Podcast. <laughs> Lady, you know you know, I love you and your amazing <laughs> talent. We've been talking about you coming on the yeah. podcast for a while. Yes. And you're here. You've been, you. you've been sharing. You even Thank gave you. us a song today. I know. And I normally would be like, no, I'm not singing. <laughs> you normally would have been like, no. Yeah. I'd See, like, you love I'd me be like, oh. I didn't want. My, I really did. It sounded a little rough, but y'all come. No, out I come didn't out hear any dig. roughness <laughs> in that. In that. So thank you for having me. I've enjoyed this. Yes, you're really welcome. Have. You are indeed I verbally really effective. Um, I want you to let the verbally effective audience know how they can continue to follow your amazing journey. I am on uh, IG, Facebook. I'm starting my little TikToks. I'm old, so I'm starting to get that TikTok together, I'm girl. It but now. all of this, I've started. I've been started. All of it's the same. It's a doll McCoy. That's D O L L M C C O Y on everything. If you just type that in, I'll come up. I should come up. Yes, and be hard. I tried to make it easy for for everyone. I'm glad you joined TikTok because let me tell you something. Ooh. I've been on there for a minute, but you will really find your tribe on yeah, TikTok. Like I'm it's seeing. different than the visuals with Instagram. Instagram, mm-hmm. yeah. it's more so content driven. Mm-hmm. I think it is, and, and what you it's provide. so relatable. I'm I'm learning um, how to do it, so I'm about to start being more present yeah. on there. So yeah, yeah, singing and stuff. I'm well, sorry. congratulations, honey. <laughs> on Thank you. Everything that's coming your way, Thank like you I so said, much. I am a huge fan. And um, every time I co- go to an event where I'm working and I see you there, I'm so happy. <laughs> I am so much. Like hey, dog. Yeah, I'm always excited to see what you have going on. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you you for coming today on Verbally Effective. And I know I'll see you at a gig very soon. You shall. Or on my TikTok timeline. Yes, both. Both. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, I want to thank all of you for tuning in yet again to the Verbally Effective Podcast. Please hit that subscribe button. I know y'all watching the podcast, but y'all not hitting subscribe. I need you to hit that button. Do it right now. Please, right now, in the Ina Esco YouTube channel as well. Happy holidays. I'll see you guys next week.